Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink Your Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 108. Thank you for joining us tonight. Jim, these levels are... Fuck, these levels. I, I just pulled a you. Good I start. It up. You know what? F it. We're done. <laughs> Alright, well, see you later everyone. <laughs> these episodes are really just flying by. The uh, number is just going crazy. Yeah, it's going up and up. Jim, is it similar to my untapped number? Oh, see what I did Jesus. there? Jesus. Uh, I was wondering see? where you're going with that. Do you see yes. what I did there? Can, can, <laughs> congratulations, Dude, Brian, for hitting 1,000 beers on untapped. I, um, I is that the word? Who, someone posts on our Instagram. It's like a reverse AH. Yeah, that was Sriracha from the Loudest Podcast. Yeah, that was uh, that's a pretty good. I thought about that. I was like. It is odd that this, and we've talked about this on here before, but Untapped is one of those things. The nerd achievement hunter in me like keeps saying, like, oh, I want to keep getting these badges. But when you think about it, it's like, just, ooh, keep consuming more and more alcohol. <laughs> hey, another post. Hey, another posting. Hey, another posting. Yeah. So, yeah, 1,000 beers. Um, I started Untapped probably six months after we started the site. I think roughly. I thought you did beforehand. No, I did it like because I was like, Mole actually, uh, one of our buddies told me about it. And right. I was like, oh, okay. And it was one of those things where at first, like, I didn't do much and I found myself like relogging the same shit. Um, and Jim started it for all of like six weeks. Yeah, I hated <laughs> the interface. I hated the interface back then. So I, I peaced out. But uh, no, I, I've said many times, it's just super useful. And for someone like me who's obsessed with keeping track of lists, uh, trying to follow, like, did I have this before? What did I think of it? Um, it's just useful for archive. I don't use it for, like, legit looking at other people's reviews or even my own other than, like, oh, yeah, I think I gave this one, like, three stars. Like, okay, what what's it look like? So, Brian's leaving reviews. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs> no, I... I he, he's Beardcock473. I'm, I'm Leaving his long Jim, that was my other a alias. Don't tell everyone. <laughs> oh shit, doxed you. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, that amazes me when people leave those really long reviews on there because you know that you're typing it in by hand. Well, yeah, it's it's the Yelp reviews of uh, the beer world. That's yeah, that is a good way to put it. I think I stole but, that line from Steve when they were on. Jim, if you had to guess, what do you think your numbers at? I would probably be conservatively uh, probably in the five hundreds. Yeah, I think you're easily there. Yeah, maybe I I might even I might even give you like six. Yeah, I might be on the cusp of six. Yeah, yeah. I've I've had a run. I've had my share. <laughs> Before we start the site, how many beers do you think you actually tried? Uh, <laughs> would like fifty probably be too generous? Fifty would be generous. Because, like, any time I had anything, like, remotely crafty or hoppy, I was like, oh, my God, who drinks this garbage? No, I'm honestly thinking. I think before we started, other than my uh, our buddy Jay, who, like, he was the first guy I knew that was, like, in the craft beer. And he would, like, bring six packs over my brothers. And I remember we would all bust his balls. Like, oh, look at Mr. Fancy. Yeah. Bringing all these crazy beers. Other than him, though, like, it was literally the main macros. I, every bachelor party... What was our go-to, Jim? I know you got to remember this. Oh, God. Molson uh, Triple X. 
We're, molten because was it 10 percent or eight percent something like that we would do triple x and ice to cover our bases so yeah yeah they were that, they were at least like eight percent if not more that was our go-to like oh bachelor party we're getting really drunk we're doing that up you, you can imagine the smell that'll be procured in a room being housed by 10 <laughs> drunk guys on molson triple x in in uh suicide proof windows that you can't open up so there's no they, there's no getting rid of that smell yeah yeah our bachelor store stories are very interesting maybe they'll be patreon exclusives yeah, yeah but but no like yeah i was thinking about that like other than the main macros and as we talked about like having a random golden monkey or you know oh i'm getting fancy i'm doing a blue moon with an orange tonight mm-hmm. like i really like yeah i didn't try much beer before the site yeah i remember like having a warm yards it was either like a warm yards or i've i've yeah like a warm yards and i was like this is the most dog shit like just it tastes like <laughs> dirt like what the hell is this crap happened i think when i had um hop devil too for the first time oh yeah first time anyone i feel like has an ipa do you find it funny like i'm sure you do you still come across like i know your brother's not the biggest craft but like right when you try have you ever tried to introduce anyone to like anything outside the norm of beers and it just like never works mm, uh, i mean i'll typically go with like especially with someone who doesn't do anything like i'll be like get a mad elf like if they're just like straight a macro person and yeah. that that like never goes wrong for the most part but um shit one that went wrong i i uh, I, don't know, I think i'm a i can't remember offhand of me like grossly disappointing anyone with my beers the only one I can think of is uh, when I went up to camp with Juan and I brought Merry Monks. And, you know, that's a 9 or 10% triple. Yeah. Because he won it to strong. Because he loves Mad Elf. He will go out. He's the guy who goes out and spends $80 on a whole case because that's the one craft he really drinks. Yeah. But with the Merry Monks, I remember he's like, that shit is too strong. Like, it's too bitter. But it's a triple. It's not even like an IPA or anything. But it just. He took one sip and was like, yeah, I can't finish that. I was like. Wow, okay. Damn it. Enjoy yeah, your headache. My, That's a good headache bro- beer. My brother, I uh, I definitely opened him up to a lot more craft, but even him, he doesn't go too crazy with, like, IPAs and stuff like that. So, yeah. But uh, speaking of drinking, Jim, what do you got tonight? Tonight, from the Double Nickel Brewing Company. Ooh, out double of, Nickel. Yep, out of Westphalia. Uh, it's a West Coast... Yeah, this is their Westphalia West Coast style IPA, double dry hopped with Citra, Simcoe, and Chinook. So six point eight percent. That's uh, it's respectable. Canned out of Pensacola, New Jersey. Good old local boys. Yeah, yeah, I remember them from our bracket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm doing a beer gym. I think you will definitely need to try if you haven't already. From the Von Trapp Brewing Company out of Stowe, Vermont. I'm doing their Pilsner, just straight up called Pilsner, Bohemian style lager. It says a little of Austria, a lot of Vermont, um, by the family that inspired the sound of music. A smooth, crisp Pilsner with pearl and sass hops, brewed on the grounds of the Trap Family Lodge in Stowe, Vermont. This lager is crafted with the finest traditional ingredients and in our pure Vermont spring water. Five point four percent. Uh, 5.4 percent 42 ibus and yeah have you ever seen these around no i haven't surprisingly so i got a mixed pack it's all lagers so it's this i got a hell's i got a uh 
uh, Dunkel, and I think just a straight-up golden lager. Yep. I, this was perfect since we just talked about that. I was like, there's not enough craft breweries that do, like, just lagers. Dude, I gotta say, we just started. And the, this Pilsner is going down, like, whoo, it's so smooth. And it tastes really, like, this is what a good Pilsner could be. Right. So, I am, I'm all for it. Never had Von Trapp before, but cheers. I actually never even saw The Sound of Music before, so. you never seen it? Mm-mm. It didn't make you like sit down and watch it in like grade school and shit. No, Jim, my grade school probably didn't even have a TV. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're one of them public school pause. <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't all be privileged like you, Jim. Come on, us <laughs> highfalutin Catholic kids. <laughs> might have, might was... have had a finger or two in the old cornhole, but you know what? We got some good TV out of it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was one of the movies that always escaped me. And even though I know it's a classic, it's one of those. It's like whenever you hear of any classic movies, like, do you ever really go back and watch them? Unless I, like, happen onto them for whatever reason, then, yeah, not that much. Yeah. So, I can't recommend these. Well, let me try the other beers before I recommend too hard. But if you do, if you're a macro guy, this would be perfectly up your alley. All right, Chambers. So, what uh, what you been playing this past week? Shitload of Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, in between I... doing like you know other stuff around the house and getting ready for Easter. Yeah, I blew through the entire regular original story from Mortal Kombat, and I'm like halfway through Aftermath, which I know isn't as long. So, um, and even though I know we're going to be the Formally. review, no matter what. I am going to push Jim and myself. We are getting the MK11 review out before the movie comes out, which is at the end of the month. What do you think? I do it at the same time. Be smart. I mean, we can. We can. But what do you think so far? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, actually just Goofy over-the-top story, which is perfect for Mortal Kombat. Um, Good, you know, controls good, looks good. Good voice acting, except for Ronda Rousey. So, yeah. I mean... It's a damn solid game. By the way... A lot of fan service. You can tell that Mortal Kombat hangs around too much with DC with all the time warp and this shit and different versions. Um, Excuse me, Avengers Endgame, with your your time warp shit. Uh, Let's not be throwing stones. There was one time time warp there, Jim. How many versions of the Flash are there? What? How many versions? What? There's a couple. How many versions? It's like four. And I mean, in this are we game, counting JSA, like... Jay Garrick Flash, who wasn't in the Speed Force? or <laughs> Exactly. I'm not... Hey, that might be right up some people's alley, but that that's the only thing. I love that there is a big story. Calling it cohesive... I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, it's, a comple- it's a story. Um, but there's like young Liu Kang, old Liu Kang, rever- reverent Liu Kang, it, God Liu Kang. I'm like, there's too many versions of so many characters... Um, I've noticed so just maybe it's because I just recently played it, but like there are so many goddamn callbacks to mythology sub zero in that game. Is it really? Yes. There's so many. Well, actually, things. cause isn't mythologies, uh, Prequel. that's where Chin- Chinook was introduced, right? At the very end. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was his first appearance in any mortal Kombat thing. Yep. That that's a thing. It's funny. Cause the aftermath, I just started today. And I remember thinking, like, in the original MK11, I was like, where's Shang Tsung? Like, he's not here. And that 
that gets explained in the aftermath. So they actually just announced. Did you see that there may be one final like player pack for this game? Oh no. So it's it's obviously very 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 high level rumors, but they're saying like probably reptile could be coming. All right. Um, some of the ones I think would be very interesting. I I don't know if it's his fans or whatnot, but you got Ash from Evil Dead oh, yeah. as a character, um, John Wick. <laughs> okay, I'm like that kind of actually makes sense, yeah. or potentially Mad Max. Oh, okay. I like I, I don't know who they they're gonna put in there, but all three of those I was like that would actually kind of fit in that universe. Mm-hmm. Like I could see Mad Max very outworldish. John Wick, it would just be hilarious. Like, right? I'm I'm waiting for him to be in. A, he's already been in Fortnite, so throw him into Mortal Kombat. Might as well, yeah. But yeah, so is that that's really been your main game though? Now that this week, that was pretty much it. Yeah, I've uh, huh. with my hot water heater being busted and multiple cleanups be due to that, and more follow up bullshit water. It's really been Mortal Kombat 11. And then uh, Jim was able to join me on stream, which every Thursday night, if you're not watching, follow us on Twitch. There's links below. But Jim, we played Worms Armageddon WMD. Yes, we did. We did a very skillful and totally not full of fucked up version of it. I hope there's not like a real dedicated fan base or anyone that watches us that knows about that game. Because I am going to post a highlight to our YouTube because you just got to see some of them. But uh, we suck beyond belief. And also, it's very clear, as I'll put in the clips, the first, like, game or two, we still have no idea what, like, half the things do. How do we even properly, like, hold down the fire button? So there's lots of misfires. Yep. <laughs> but A lot, uh, lot of uh, pre-ejaculate bazookas. I'll say that. Here's the only thing I'll say. Afterwards, what I thought was, it would be a fun drinking game. Oh, yeah. Outside of playing multiplayer, I have zero interest in playing that game. But it is goofy fun. I'll, I'll give it that completely. But yeah, outside of that, I haven't really just... I've had zero time to do anything else, so... Wham, my basement's flooded. I can't play video games. <laughs> yes, Jim, that is a wham situation. <laughs> if there's ever a time for a wham, that's a goddamn wham. <laughs> You're like... Where I'm tired. My tum tum hurts. Where <laughs> it's a it's a big tummy to hurt, Brian. <laughs> Jim, can I call you tum tum from now on? From <laughs> I think you're gonna do it anyway. Three kick back. Oh Jesus, fuck! Come on, you gotta be my tum tum. Oh God! I... <laughs> Pull that reference out of your goddamn ass. How I recently have you seen that? Oh, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I that, was. That seems that like was... a like that. That's like a reference you pull out when you saw it like five years ago. No, I thought about it. I don't ask me why I thought about it, but uh, I think one of the actors that was in it, like I saw like a modern picture of him, like in the past couple months. Yeah. And that was always on my rotation from rentals from West Coast Video. I, oh, me and my brother, we got that, you know, the original and kicks back, and I love the shit out of them. And tum, good old Tum Tum. You know, there was a game for that. Oh, there was. Wasn't it for... Uh, I know it was for Super NES. I I just assume it's for Genesis. Oh, you know what? No, I'm thinking of Surf Ninjas for the Game Gear. So oh, yeah. yeah. So we will have to <laughs> play that Oh, now. yeah, that. So we will definitely have to play that, Jim. And you oh. can be Tum Tum. Fine. <laughs> Broaden my horizons. I'll be your goddamn Tum Tum. 
Jim, you know what? I'm going to make you play just a whole month of 80s. Ran well, actually, shit, that was 90s. 80s and 90s random games that are really obscure. Okay. From movies. All right. Bye bye me. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, what do we got from our Patreons? Patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game, where for as little as two measly dollars per month, you can ask a question that we will answer on this Power Hour podcast. So, thank first you up, guys for who have been supporting us. You're the yeah, best. Yeah, thanks so much, everyone. We don't deserve it. First up from Fifth Gen Mook. I might have missed you talk about it, but what are your thoughts slash expectations for the new Mortal Kombat movie? How apropos? Um, extremely excited. I it's I've said it multiple times. Favorite fighting game franchise without a doubt. We obviously covered all the games up till eleven, minus all the side games. It looks really good. I I don't want to get my expectations too high because at the end of the day. It's still a video game movie, and we know how most of those turn out. And when you try to do legit plot into anything, some of the shit I saw, it's like, are they going to try and squeeze too much in there? I don't know, but either way, I'm just excited, and I love the fact it's on HBO Max. Kind of like uh, Kong versus Godzilla, because I don't have to go to a theater. And right now, most people aren't either. So, really excited, but it did get pushed back a week, because it was supposed to be the... 15th or 16th now it's like the following week at the end of the month so hmm. did you no. even watch the trailer jim yes yes i did actually watch the trailer because we uh talked about we talked about this trailer a couple weeks ago and um no i think it looks awesome like it looks like it's got that level of gore down they're going all in for you know the kind of violence you would expect from a mortal Kombat movie so keep it a simple goofy story and give it lots of action i'm game Jim, is there any thought from your end? Like, do you want this to be a one-off, or are you already assuming it'll definitely be turned into a sequel? I'm, I'm kind of assuming, unless it's complete utter dog shit, I'm going to assume it's going to get a sequel. So, if that was the case, what is your like? If you if you wanted to see a Mortal Kombat movie done right, what do you want it to actually like? Are they doing like the first actual movie? Or are they doing the legit tournament like Shang Tsung, bringing them to the island? What like what is a good way to even set up a second movie? Because is it like it's tough because without doing it kind of like the first two movies did, right? Where you have just Shang Tsung as the enemy in the first, and then Shao Kahn in the second. How else can you really do it? Like you got to have them going to the island. Someone's got to be Shang Tsung, and it's pretty much got to be Liu Kang, right? But, uh, like, you know, if you have Sub-Zero and Scorpion, which clearly is a very big point in that movie, you see them going back and forth, so they really capture that. Like, do you even bother having them really in the tournament, or are they just doing their own shit on the side? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, like, when you say, you know, give your perfect Mortal Kombat movie, I was kind of just going to say, like, do one again, but a little bit better, I guess. Okay. You know, make it a little less campy, but I think story-wise, like, they pretty much nailed it. I mean, if they want to have... I don't know if they're going to introduce another random character out of nowhere again to be killed by Goro, but... <laughs> well, that's the thing. You almost, like, have to have some complete randos, right? Like, to right. get some cool fatalities or something. Because um, otherwise, like, do you really want to see, like, a mainstay? Now, granted... At this point, how many freaking characters does Mortal Kombat have? Oh, God. So yeah. you could easily throw Jarek or, like, you know, who's how at, at Goro. But, uh, yeah. Dude, I would love if they threw mocap mo in there. 
Ah, uh, I thought I thought in eleven when there's all those like hanging inside out bodies for the mm-hmm. Tarkatans, I was like, oh boy, a bunch of meats. Please yeah, one come I, alive. I was waiting for it too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. No. I the movie looks great. I I I'm really excited. Did you ever watch that YouTube like mini show when it was Mortal Kombat? Uh, it, they did like a mini series. I don't. I don't want to call it fan made because it would seem I, like I legit. think I remember what you're talking about, and that actually might have been fan made. I know there's been a Street Fighter one that's been fan made that's been going on for a while, but I want to say Mortal Kombat had one too because we're talking like early 2010s, right? When like kind of yeah, started. something yeah. like that. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And I was always like, man, like they're doing all these crazy remakes. Why not do Mortal Kombat? Yeah. I feel like Mortal Kombat though of the. I mean, between that and Street Fighter, that is clearly the easy adaptable to big screen. You can, I feel like you can never do a good Street Fighter movie. Uh, it would be very tough. Let's put it that way. Just redo the one that already came out and do it right this time. <laughs> what do you mean? The, the perfection that was Jean-Claude Van Damme playing Guile? The only, the only bad thing is you can't have Raul Julia again. Because he know. was by far the best part of that. He he elevates all movies he's in, Jim. Well, it is true. When he was, he was a able to rest in peace yeah right but now now to to sum it all up we're definitely excited and next up and last up from alex perez uh, what are some multiplayer games over the years that you guys have had the most fun playing with and against each other whether online or otherwise i'll let you go first jim (sighs) or do you need me to go first i've had me a lot of frustration playing games with you over the years (laughs) All right, oh, what's been your favorite What's been your favorite co? I mean, we obviously haven't done it. We we've actually done a lot of co-op games. I don't know what the like my favorite one I can say we did was. I mean, like besides saying like Streets of Rage 2 or something easy like that. But like I think like the most surprising one that I had fun with was Rambo and the Master System. Okay. The one that was like kind of like a car wars. Like I think that was like the one that I was like, "Holy crap, I was expecting complete. I don't even know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that." I was like, See, man, this going, is really fun. I'm going with the one we always talk about, which is Left 4 Dead. Oh, I thought we were talking since starting the page. I didn't think going back. I mean... I don't know. I got that in my head for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think in recent memory, uh, co-op games, uh, in, in theory, you could also argue playing just any Call of Duty together with our right. friends has been... PUBG... I still will say the summer we played that with Eric and Mole, that those games were so ridiculous and it and they really were just stupid fun. How ridiculous they were. But uh no, Left For Dead I still say is my favorite co op and even going against each other, Jim, how frustrated would you get as the tank every time? <laughs> I hated being the goddamn tank. I never wanted to be the tank. Because when I was the tank, I never got a goddamn kill on like anyone. I'll just be like circled around like the dumb dumb I am. So, yeah. Well, like, Jim, since I'm you better as have... a boomer, I, I'm a decent hunter. Don't make me be the tank, Jim. Since you do have such a boner still for uh, Rocket League, I feel like we should play that together. We should we should team up, try and do that. Yeah. Um, frustration. I remember. Yeah, before the page, one of the games we played the most though was Tekken. We used oh, to play yeah. the shit out of that. We played a fuckload of Tekken. Yeah, like that was on, I feel on my like, thirteen-inch TV down at school. Yeah, we played that. I mean, we definitely we did Deception a lot too, or Armageddon was it? We did it Armageddon. Arm- yeah, yeah. We I remember we played that a lot. And one of the SmackDown vs. Rawls. 
Jim, which what what was more frustrating though, <laughs> the the anger of Tekken when I was Brian Fury, or like I said, in Armageddon when I would knock you into the environmental pits. What would be which one pissed you off a little more? <laughs> it was it was it was always more Brian Fury than the fucking punches, because I could see myself falling into it, going, "Don't jump here! Don't jump here! Don't jump here!" Oh, I jumped! Oh, he saw it coming. <laughs> And just knowing that pain was coming every single goddamn time. <laughs> the pits, the pits or whatever. Like, sometimes you take a bad bounce in the pits. But the goddamn Brian Fury punches. The Brian Fury punches. They were... Them and the, his, his like, like kind of spinning sidekick that sent you flying, too. Those yeah. were ridiculous. That was also You, you son of a bitch, was still the devil gym. Every time with that laser beam. Zap. Zap, zap. I remember, like, the first time we squared off. And, like, I was like, why are you flying? What are you doing? You just took half my life away. What the shit is this? <laughs> and you're over there giggling. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> yeah, no. I, uh, yeah, I would say those are probably... I mean, I feel like we 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 will, now that you got Game Pass, we'll definitely try all those games for sure. Oh, yeah. God, I can't wait for us to keep trying to go through Gears of War again. And just yeah, failing no. miserably. <laughs> I'll restart. I'll hope I'm dead again. I hope I'm dead again. Cry. 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 Help me. Help me. Help me. It can't Jim. be as bad as you and Matt with uh, Army of Two. <laughs> I'm going to shoot it, Matt. Let's not shoot it. Let's shoot the guards first. No, I'm going to shoot the thing, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah. But no, great question. Um... I'm sure as Jim gets a stream more, you'll get to see more frustration. <laughs> oh, will you ever? If you enjoy Jim being frustrated, then Worms and Garmin can was a great goddamn stream for you. <laughs> mm. But no, thank you everyone once again. And if you haven't already, please check out our Patreon if you do want to support us. Uh, like we said, for two bucks a month, for two bucks, uh, if you want to ask us questions on all these podcasts, and we have other tiers available, if you want us to do any reviews or anything like that. So thank you. We really appreciate it. Yep, for sure. All right, Jamber. So before we get into our uh, questions for, I guess, our topics, what yeah. did you think I'll of that beer? That. Yeah. Uh, so the first beer was fine. Yeah. It was a citrusy double IPA. Like It was hoppy. You had that little aftertaste of citrus, but it's like kind of one in a million, but it was perfectly fine. Double nickel, I'm not talking shit on them. Most most of the beers I've had from them, exactly like Jim said, just fine. Meh. Not blowing your hair back. Not getting a call the night after. <laughs> just saying, they don't get breakfast. <laughs> you don't let them have breakfast. <laughs> they don't meet mom. That's all I'm gonna say. Hey, you need to leave. <laughs> so what are you moving on to now? I'm going with the Socks and Sandals Foggy Indian Pale Ale. Comes in at 6.6% alcohol. Features Citrus, Centennial, Simcoe, and Chinook Hops. So, like, almost all the same ingredients as the last one I had. Is we'll that still here. double nickel? No, this is from the, uh, blah, 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 blah. Crafted by Humble Sea Brewing Company out of Santa Cruz, California. Mm, never heard of them, never tried them. It's actually been a minute since I've had any nice summer can California or West Coast beers. I feel like you've been the West Coast boy for the past like month and a half. For the past like year, get, yeah, get, get the craft beer kings, bro. You'll get all your West Coast needs. <laughs> so I am moving on. By the way, the Pilsner from Von Trapp is really good. 
definitely recommend it. But now I'm moving on to their Hell's Golden Lager. It's uh, another just... Why would they not have percentage on this one? Oh, that doesn't make sense. Oh, no, they do. 4.9% 20 IBUs. So it's actually less alcohol and a little smoother than... Well, it's a shit a lot smoother. But it's a bright, easy drinking and complex golden lager. Brute. And then it's all the same language. I'm not going to read all that. But as you can see, crystal clear. Oh, yeah. um, very pale, like straw color. The light is making it look a little orangey on camera, but it's actually more like yellow. Um, Jim, pop quiz. Do you know why it's called a Hell's Lager? Because uh, the Christians hated it and it would send you to hell? No, because <laughs> the German word for Hell's is light or golden. Oh, I like my so way better. And Jim, for bonus points, you should get this. Uh oh. Why uh why do they call it a dunkel lager? Ah fuck. I actually did used to know this, but I can't think of it right now. Because it means dark. Oh. Hence being a dark lager. I was really overthinking that one. <laughs> you were really yeah. So there's light and dark. So yeah, going with the light one. Interesting. No, it looks good though. Ooh, this is tasty. I think I just got, like, a straight, like, orange peel in my mouth. It's like, what the fuck? Jim, it's like that summer in 92 for you. 92? What would have been six? <laughs> no, exactly. fuck. <laughs> exactly. You said that way too sensually. Jim, did you ever see the movie Heavyweights? No, I have not. Do you know what it is? Oh, yes, I do, Brian. <laughs> that was on the other day, and I almost sent you a picture, but I didn't because I'm a nice guy. Because you're a nice guy. <laughs> Because that's why you bring it up, because you said nah. No, because Ben Stiller, great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, speaking of great guys, though, I have to give a great big thank you before we move on to our wonderful Twitter followers, because this week there was nothing news-wise. And I was just like, man, I have no idea what we're going to talk about on this episode. So I pretty much put the questions out there. Hey, what do you guys want us to talk about? So every subject we get, we'll have uh, their twitter handles in the description so go follow them good people appreciate it everyone but yeah the first one up uh comes to us brought to my attention by nightwolf 1975 there is a metroid prime 2d remake in the works and the article comes to us from RetroRGB.com. and yeah a guy's basically taking the story and you know the setting and everything from metroid prime and putting it in a super metroid variant yeah, no, it looks really, really well done. And for a guy doing this on his own, damn, that's that's a passion project if I've ever heard it. In the link below, there, uh, if you read through it, there is a link to his Patreon. I didn't actually see how much he's gotten, but I love that. I just worry how long before it gets pulled down. That's what I'm, I actually, as you were talking about the Patreon, I just clicked on the direct download link. I'm like, yoink, let me just get this before it's gone. Because yeah, the question is always, how long until Nintendo DMCA's you? So here, here's my thing. I know <clears throat> I've never played any of the Primes. I know it's a vastly popular game. But that was the first-person shooter, right, for yep. the GameCube? Yep. What is the story, like, that much different from the previous games? I couldn't tell you because I didn't spend a lot of time with Prime. I didn't. I, I, I didn't play it until I like. I have trilogy on the Wii, and that's how I was going to try to get into it. And yeah. I spent like two hours on it, and I was just like, "Man, I just don't like this." And then I never went back. 
I thought the story, like from what I like, the little bit I've gathered from the game was that like, uh, Samus is like, the primes aren't they like a race of like trying to get rid of the metro? I I I'm gonna fuck this up too much, but no. basically they're trying to kill the hunters themselves. Yeah, oh. like Samus. I thought, and I could be completely wrong, but uh, no, I mean I'm all for it because. Uh, Shit, how many times have they kind of teased a Prime redo or a... Well, I mean, they announced Prime 4, what was it, two years ago now? One of those thought, Nintendo Directs? Yeah. So they're just jerking everybody off. <laughs> no they, news about know. it since, so we'll be lucky to get it by the end of the Switch. So they'll basically wait till that's about ready to come up, and then they'll they'll make him pull all of the stuff for it, probably. Yep. Or if it gets too much heat. Get prepped for the uh, Switch U. Yeah. But uh, it looks it looks really good. So if you guys if you are interested, um, check it out. Like I said, I'll put the picture like here while we're talking. But uh, check out the link below if it's anything you're interested in. Support the guy while you can because we know what Nintendo's gonna do. Yep, what <laughs> Nintendo does best. Yeah, someone actually just showed off like a full expansion of uh, Super Mario sixty four like earlier today like a really impressive pack for the pc that's like mm. had way more love than what the uh 3d all-stars collection got of course and now the question <clears throat> he actually did something clever where he his patch what he has is basically a patch that you can download so it's not even like a link to the rom so he might be able to get around nintendo's bullshit because it's a thing you have to patch onto a game and not the game itself mm. like you need the original rom files to run it, it doesn't come so- with it so yeah, so he's not. He'll be like, you can find ROM, ROM files here, but I'm not providing them. Wink, wink. There yeah. are certain outlets. I still that never. It never ceases to amaze me. Like modding that stuff will just drive people to want to go get it more. In my opinion, maybe it won't. I don't know. But it's Nintendo. Yep. And even if they can't do it one way, they'll try and find a way to screw you another way. They always do dirty bastards but they have such good ips all's forgiven that shit lasts only so long jim yeah you would think that next up this one comes to us from the wdgr podcast single player games that need constant online server play what do you think about it like the bumpy launch for outriders unfortunately we've talked about for a while i mean one of the best early examples we talked about was evolve um it really sucks when a developer decides to go down this path when we've seen so many games fall victim to like servers going away server issues because like if there's a server issue there's no solution there's no backup um we've talked about like friday the 13th many times they at least eventually gave an option. It's just like you versus bots, but it was a way to play the game, not to its fullest capacity, but still you could get something out of it. I, like, is it saving these developers a shit ton of time to just not even throw in an option to go against bots to not have some local single-player-only options? I, I It just amazes me. It's either a lot of faith in the new... And the way things will probably go, or it's just uh, a way to save a cheap buck. I don't know. But either way, I think it's uh, not a good idea, because a lot of people still don't like that. And I feel like PS Playstations have been the prime example of people still clamor for single-player games. And it's not like single-player 
games are going away anytime soon. So stop doing these only multiplayer games. Unless you're going to do them for an outrageously discounted price or like Fortnite and Warzone, do them free and get your microtransactions. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I mean, it's just a pain in the balls in general, like even outside the realm of video games. Like I remember one time I had my laptop with me and I was out like at some place and I had some alone time. So I was like, oh, I can get some work done on the video here. So I go like, and I had all my footage like already done, already downloaded, basically already edited. I just had to piece everything together. And my editing software wouldn't let me connect, even though it's just a freestanding editing software without an internet connection. And I was what like, motherfucker. I have Wondershare uh, Filmora. It's, it's huh. not great, but it was like something I needed five years ago when I needed something that could do picture-in-picture picture for cheap. So, Gotcha. Hmm. I gotta upgrade that one day. I gotta do like a Humble Bundle for like Sony Vegas. Or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I do see a future where like, there's nothing that won't be connected to the internet, but we're not there. There's going to be that bumpy road, and uh, when there's a server issue, and especially for a game that's like so new, that's such a stain on the reputation of that game. That's like, man, that's not the way to go. I I don't under I really don't understand it. Maybe anyone listening, you guys might understand it better than Jim and I. Um, Maybe it does save money. I don't know. But then how do you justify a full-price game for not a full-price, you know, actual, like, product? It you just hope it's sense. the thing people want. That's all it is at that point. You're just gambling and, that it becomes a service. And everything I've been reading about Outriders is, like, there's nothing wrong with it, but it does zero special. It actually, like, probably does less than most modern shooters. So it's like a free world, shoot them, loot them. But it's so goddamn basic. Yeah, exactly. Like, Yawn. you actually might like it, Jim, because it is so bare bones and it's oh. so like simple. Hmm. But like, I'm not saying through cutscenes. Mm. Are you going to pay full price for that? Like, no, no, no. that's fucking nuts. Uh, uh, they'll be lucky if I. Ga- it's on Game Pass right now. They'll be lucky if I download it. Well, I know we're playing for uh, next Thursday. Ah, spite. <laughs> so yeah, I. I don't like it. I hope uh, developers start seeing the error of their ways. See the light. Are they blinded by the light? (laughs) Damn it, Jim. How many times (laughs) did we listen to that in college? Oh, too many times. We've listened to everything too many times in college. (laughs) No, good idea. Yeah, just fucking just just leave. If we we pay the goddamn price for it, can we just have it? Yeah, without exactly. any goddamn connection. So, no, good good question. Uh, next to us comes to us from our old buddy Snarkast, gamer at GamerGeeks Todd. So, normally I was trying to hope that this could be a Gamers Mad segment, mm-hmm. but the comment sections I saw were really, really weird. Because it was like... It was a console war going on, but it was like it wasn't between like normal gamer nerds. It was by like sports game nerds. So it was like a whole different like kind of feel to mm. it. Like everyone was trying to turn every point that they had into a power move. Like yeah. the Xbox the Xbox side so basically the long story short is MLB the show, the franchise, has been PlayStation exclusive for I think almost basically ever. Yeah. Like I've I played the hell out of it in the uh the mid like three sixty PS three era. Like like it was just like almost a perfect sports game at that point. We played over my one buddy's place all the time. 
So me having an Xbox One and not a PS4, I haven't been able to play it in years and years and years. And in a weird move, the well, maybe not weird for them, the MLB said, hey, if you want this series to continue, you have to open up to like every platform. So I guess they want to get as much money as possible out of this deal. So even though Sony owns the game and the rights to make the game, you know, they own like the entire thing, basically, but there's no game without the MLB's consent to it. So they could pull it any time. Yeah. So Nintendo or so Sony basically went, OK, uh, you know, I guess we're making it for everything. And Xbox, in what the Xbox fans will say is their power move, decided to put this brand new game, day one, 70 bucks on the PS5, free on Game Pass. That's a brilliant, if you're playing chess, they just took their queen. I don't know what else to say. Like, that is the ultimate FU move. Um, and I thought about this without thinking of all that backstory. It sounds ridiculous, but just like during this pandy, like, uh, we see what they Wait, 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 wait. This pandy? Yeah. You just called the pandemic a pandy? Yeah. During this time, um, you know, King Kong Kong versus Godzilla, the Mortal Kombat, they are coming out in theaters the same day as it's releasing on HBO Max, but they're doing it because they recognize, like, okay, people aren't getting out, we're going to do it same day, but they still, like, it's still made, like, 50 million in theaters not counting whatever it made from hbo match max subscriptions i almost feel like um game pass has the ability like they'll put the game up but they could probably take it off after like 30 days so if you give people a taste like imagine if you got really invested and got back into that game and then you knew it was expiring in 30 days and you had like all these like you were going through a season or whatever you had you might be like, you know what? I love this game enough. I'm going to go buy it. Like, I feel like it could be a good strategy. But I do think this was definitely their move to say. F-U-P-S. Um, I'm amazed that a game like any major sports game can be exclusive on any console these days. Like, I couldn't imagine being ML- whoever has the rights for MLB. Like, the main whatever. I mean, it's, it's Sony and the MLB. No, but what I'm saying is, like, MLB, I'm shocked, even allowed it to begin with, only go, like, why why not maximize your a, profits? A fuckload of money, that's how they did it. True, yeah. I but, mean, it's like it's like when the NFL threw all their money at, e, or no, when EA threw all their money at, at the NFL, to say, uh, we're making licensed player games, and no one else. So that's why, that, okay. two, that's why 2K right. died and everything else. So do you think, though, like... Did MLB crack because maybe the deal with Sony just was starting to go south? Like, maybe Sony's not paying as much? Or do you think Xbox kind of said, we'll throw, we'll match Sony? Like, what do you think that happened? I I think, like, it's got its dedicated fan base, but I think the MLB just wanted a bigger cut. Maybe they're trying to make up for losses for, like, you know, having a year without revenue from in-person seating and stuff like that, so... It's a good way to do it. Get it on every platform and license it and get a, get your little sense here and there every way you can. Yeah, so it kind of matches your gamers, man. I mean, PlayStation gamers are mad. But no, here's here's where it's like not mad because like everyone involved, basically, like if you see someone online and like they're obviously like pissed off and like cracking about something stupid and you just write hashtag not mad, like that can just set them off to and like instantly block you basically. Mm-hmm. So like everyone's trying to play that game of like not mad with this. So the Xbox side is like, oh, total power move by doing it for free. Even though, like, you know, we couldn't play it for however many years. 
And then PlayStation side's like, hey, PlayStation owns the IP, so if, when you think about it, PlayStation's going to be getting money from a- every Xbox sale or something like that. <laughs> That's a total power move right there. So it was like, like everyone's just trying to play not mad and like trying to like have their best cope for this. I, I still, you and I have talked about console exclusives many, many times. I see value in it, but like at the at the same time, it's like if it opens up, I don't give two shits. Like I'm not. I I don't know. It's just weird. Like you're, we're at a point in society where I feel like, you know. The console exclusives are such a small list on the on them that are like super worthwhile to have. Like, do you really need to like boast and be like, "Oh, we got this one"? Okay, like more people can play MLB. Who cares? Like at the end of the day, who cares? But it'd be nice to play on the Game Pass for me. Campaign forever. But Jim, what if it expires in thirty days? Will we go out and buy it? We'll see. I'll, I'll buy it in like four years when it's like three bucks. Damn it, Jim. Damn it, damn it, damn it. That's what, that's what I do every generation with a sports game. I get one like mid mid of the generation for one of the older ones. It like They don't make enough difference. I don't care about the roster that much. So I can have one for the entire generation of a console and then get my one per. See, that that's where I'm interested in you. Like, you... I can love the old school games because it really is more of a mechanics thing for me of like sports games but if i'm going to be invested in a roster i do kind of want to play with the newest roster like i don't want to go back to the eagles from like 06 and play a game back then you know like i mean granted i don't want to play last year's team either but i'm just saying like you know rosters should matter that's like the one thing that should matter i feel like in sports games well i mean that's how they sell every year no, no, I know they do, but I'm saying, but for you, you don't care about them. That seems what, that's what's, like, odd to me. Like, you're almost only caring about the <laughs> mechanics. Right. Do my powers of hating storylines go so deep? <laughs> I feel so like pain- they really So painfully do. deep that you, I don't need the characters. I just need the gameplay. <laughs> like, that. that's what's kind of fucking up my head right here. Like, are you taking <laughs> it to a different level of, like, you don't care so much? You're like... You you finally got hit with that, oh my god, it's not a bit. <laughs> like, it really is ridiculous how much you hate <laughs> anything relevant. It just... Damn it, Jim. <laughs> how... Oh, fuck, what's the word for it? It's like, how do you care so little you can't get attached to anything? Like Anything you, know, you play. You know me. I'm obsessed with the UFC. I don't think I could go back to like some of the first or earliest UFC games, except for the ones I have. But even them, like I'm, I kind of want to play with newer guys. Like I, I don't. It's like a, the having the roster. Like wrestling games are the only weird one where they're smart enough to always keep in one way or another bringing back the biggest classic wrestlers from any generations. I feel like it would almost be smart for sports games to do that too. Like have a fantasy element. Some like I don't. A, know lot, how a lot of them will have like a Hall of Fame mode or stuff like that. Have a Hall of Fame mode, but like I'm almost saying like, where Hall of Fame players to unlock. A lot of them have that too. Do they have it? Like yeah, like you like currency you can earn in game or buy on the side, and you can spend on like card packs and shit like that. Madden's had that forever. So is it like, oh, but like, say like basketball, is it only going to be limited to like Jordan, Bird, Iverson, and like a handful of others? Or is it like a pretty deep roster? That's to catch. Depends on the year. Mm, okay. 
either way, um, I think it's funny. And Jim, I do expect to see you download that. You have no excuse. Yeah, no, I want to play the shit out of it, so <clears throat> I will be downloading that. Man. <laughs> so, God damn it. So, um, next up's a real quick one from our buddy Gamer Astral. He's just like, talk about PS4 Slim hard drives failing. So, th- this poor sap. He, he's owned three PS4 Slims, and all their hard drives are burned. Why are they so prone? Like, I, I've seen that. Why? Like, I don't remember any other generation of PlayStation, the slim versions failing. I always remember the previous versions, like the Fat Boys failing. Mm-hmm. I never remember slims being that shitty. Yeah, apparently they did, while they, like, boosted a lot of the specs for, like, the PS4 Pro. This hurts the PS4 Pro and slim a lot more. Because they did a lot more cost-cutting measures, I guess, with the mm-hmm. materials that they used. And, yeah, that's just leading to more breakdowns and failures. And apparently, uh... like, the original PS4 is kind of, like... It's almost funny, like, it's obviously not the 50% rate that the fucking Xbox 360s were, but the PS4s are definitely, like, the failure kings of this generation, hardware-wise. And, like, no one's made, like, really any stink about it. No. I guess you can get away with it when you sell, like, some of the, like almost the most consoles of all time ever. I mean, I feel like the the king forever will always go down as a 360. Like, the Red Ring of Death was such a meme before, like when memes were being invented like so yeah i mean i can't think of another console that was famous i'm not counting like obscure handhelds i'm talking like more legit shit i can't think of another console that even came close to like knowing that it was gonna fit i remember one of juan's cousins telling me like you could like open it up and super glue pennies to the heat sink to stop like there was like all these crazy hacks. Or, yeah, or rapid. I, my one friend was the pro of the wrapping it in a blanket while on to heat it up enough to <clears throat> re-loosen the heat sink back into place before it like popped off again. It's crazy. So you would shit. you would get like an hour of play out of it. You know what? Actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> I can think the original Xbox. I remember did have a lot of issues. Yeah, they're getting more now because they use cheap capacitors apparently. Yeah, but I'm um, just. Uh, you know, yeah, I guess maybe because PlayStation has a pretty good record of not having that many issues. It's kind of like, is this the pass? Is this the, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the mulligan they're getting for years of not having as big of issues? I don't know. I mean, the original PS3s had a shitload of issues, so they had heat, heat, heat problems, too, because of all the crap they jammed in there. Yeah, but being still probably the best market Blu-ray player, oh, probably... Well. Probably gave it a lot of leeway. Yes, it did. So yeah, that sucks for it. Sucks they cheaped out on those parts. Yeah, and I'm it, not it's happy. We, about it's weird that. that like, it's weird that it's a generation where they had their <clears throat> mid-generation like reboot and boost for the consoles, but they wound up being made more crappily. Yeah, it's I I don't like it because that, that just means gamers out there are the ones that suffer. So yeah, I don't like it. I'm a man of the people. I'm like Jim. What? Hey. <laughs> Screw the poppers. He's a man Next of the up. Keystone. <laughs> Goddamn right I am. <laughs> ah, my precious. My one and only back here. Next to us comes to us from Poor John Brewing, and it seems very on uh, par for us. Our go-to game slash craft beer pairing. And his is, say, Super Mario World with a peach mango NIPA, for example. Okay. Um, I've said this many times, but if I have my ideal... When I play hard games, you gotta go stout. You gotta have something heavy. You gotta have something with decent amount of alcohol, a lot of flavor, and the dark chocolate, whatever. Like it's a good sipper beer. 
calms you down. You're not going to be peeing every five seconds. Like, it's just the perfect beer to go with horror games. Um, that's my go-to because that's my style as well. So that is a kind of an ideal matchup, if you will. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of, like, an ideal one right now. But I'll go with one that I did the most last year, and that was goddamn any retro game along with a Firestone Cherry Chocolate Stout. There's just something about the the booze level, the flavor, and just, like, the pacing of, like, you know, old-school Sega Genesis games that, I don't know, it always seemed to work out well for me. Hmm. Well, Jim, you're now a, uh, a sour boy, so... I'm a sour boy. Would you say, since that is a little bit more obscure, still kind of only weirdos like it, but... Would you say that's perfect for your your puzzle games and your Hotel Marios and your pinball? <laughs> that and, mixes and in my, with the right gaming crowd for the beer and my, crowd. And my Nike pinball. Yeah. yeah. Damn it, Tim. What? <laughs> yeah, sours and pinball. I feel like that's your combo right there. Hey, you know what? You get that nice little crisp sour bite on the back of your tongue. There's nothing crisp. You can't say crisp and sour in the same sentence, Jim. That right, doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> Did I have said tart? Sure. But real man say crisp. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> that crisp spearmint bite. Don't say crisp. Everything is in crisp. God damn it. <laughs> mm, crisp. But yeah, no, I mean, I, no, but I play, the mango just always seemed to fit with like anything on the Genesis. So if you play the Genesis, drink the cherry chocolate stout by Firestone Brewing. So why'd you say mango? Because he talked about his mango peach <laughs> <and> IPA. <laughs> How's words in? <laughs> Damn it, Jim. No, but John, good question. And uh, yeah, I will have something coming out now that our site's up, uh, talking more about game pairing and beer pairing. Yeah. All right. So next up from at knifed by Kang, thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy? I got to be honest. Um, I think I just finally watched all of those movies for the first time two years ago with Monica and I'm not the Harry Potter guy, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed the movies like to the point where I'm like, Oh, those were like, that was fun watching all of them. I'm not super obsessed. The game looks really cool. If it goes like, I still can't really tell from the previews. Is it more of an open world? Is it almost like bully? Like I within Hogwarts. I want to say yes, but like, I'm so sick of Harry Potter that like, I didn't really pay attention. Did you did you watch all of them? I watched a couple of them. So you're a nerd. Like, why didn't you ever get into them? Yeah, wizards, dumb. I had space wizards with Star Wars. <laughs> Completely different. Did, wait, yeah. Actually, come to think of it, you hated Lord of the Rings, but was that more because of Matt and no, Legolas? I, <laughs> no, I didn't hate Lord of the Rings. I like Lord of the Rings. I just like kind of like soured on it after I tried to watch the director's extended cut of uh, Fellowship of the Ring. And I was like, I'm sitting through an hour and a half of walking. What the fuck? Jim, I mean, you just seem to have a problem with certain fantasies. No, Brian, my fantasies are not the problem. (laughs) Is this going to tie into a topic we have in a little bit about how they portray orcs? Oh, God, I can't remember that. Um, No, so, yeah, like I said, I I know a... It's amazing. I feel like I know now more people who are obsessed with Harry Potter than I do, like, Star Wars and other right. things. Right. If only we were a 13-year-old girl in 2004. <laughs> oh, my God. I, yeah. I, shit. Ryan, dude. Whew. I felt like so many kids we knew 
were obsessed with Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, I the game looks cool. I'll be honest. What, what would do it for me is if I did do another marathon with my kids or my wife and I watched it and I was like, you know what, I kind of want to play a game. Oh, it's like 30% off on Xbox. Then I might do it. Um, I'm not going to go out of my way. It only makes sense. It makes me really clamor for another great Star Wars game set in an open world. Like, kind of do... I don't even know how you do it, man. Like, I know there is one coming out, right? Isn't it the same people who make Assassin's Creed are doing a Star Wars game? I feel uh, like we talked about that. I forget. That. I think we did. I can't remember, though. Like, if you do a full... And obviously... I'm not talking Mass Effect level where you're jumping from planet to planet. Just give me, like, a full story on one of the planets, but make it open world, have the characters, have the things. I, I want a good Star Wars like that. Like, instead of just being on space fight or, like, you know, space fighter shit like Jim loves, or doing, like, Battlefront where it's a little too big, or just, like... I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, give me something else. But all these big franchises, even Lord of the Rings, the last game they did that was great was that uh, Shadow of Mordor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that that was really fun. But, you know, I feel like Lord of the Rings just kind of died off in games. They they had a lot of good games, though. They had they had a great RTS, actually. Oh, yeah, I forgot which one that was, but yeah. Yeah, um, I, I have it. I, I don't remember what it's called. It was, But it was actually done really, really well, so... Yeah, well, Harry Potter had the, uh, or no, Lord of the Rings had the problem with having prequel movies come out that weren't as good as the ones that already came out. So yeah, but no, Definitely I mean, Jim, help. is there any no, no chance? No one cared about the Hobbit. What? Is there any chance you you would go for this game? Um, eh. I mean, I, I mean, I I don't care about no, no, you know, what? no, fucking, no. I'm not gonna play it. I don't I don't care about Harry Potter. Nothing, nothing annoys me more online than people comparing like some big time life event that had like harry potter or some like tragedy or something or other jim i think we talked about this what annoys you more harry potter fans or for a while they're the marvel fans oh it's not a it's not a while it's still going strong but <laughs> uh, i don't know i think i i think i almost have to go the marvel fans is it just because it's more prevalent right now because it's more popular could be yeah. probably you just hate people jim Ah, you know, gotta hate something. I remember you said before this podcast, you were like, man, there's no such thing as a real girl gamer. And I was like, I don't agree with that. But you kept going. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Whatever do you mean? What obvious lie are you telling at this moment? (laughs) Great question, though. (laughs) That's a great one. Man, speaking of progressivism, Bry. Oh, God. I need to get myself amped up for this one. Why don't you explain it, Jim? All right. So our buddy at Max Marvel 123 wanted us to comment on the new extra credits video on race being... So basically the thesis to it was race... Using race... Uh, fullism... Basically, using races to represent evil is lazy storytelling in video games. Uh, yeah, they, okay, so number one, I never well, heard of extra credit before this, and they have five million subs, two point <laughs> five million subs. I was like, I, 
And this isn't like I'm obscure. Like, I still feel like I know a good handful of, like, random big YouTubers. 2.5 million is pretty damn big. Maybe they don't cover a lot of other video game stuff. I don't know. But um, what I took away from their video is they were really going in hard trying to say, we're not trying to make another video that says the way they portray like certain fictional fantasy races like orcs or whatever are racist they're just like jim said they're lazy storytelling in video games and their whole thing was basically trying to say if you make an entire race like orcs automatically evil then that's that's race not not racist that's lazy because then you're saying like there's no individual thought da, 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 and they tried comparing like that kind of thought process to would you consider a tornado evil if all it knows is destruction so if the orcs are being designed that way then are they really evil it was trying to get way too theoretical for a fucking fantasy video game stuff but in doing so they, like, made the exact racist arguments they're almost saying, like, you shouldn't do. They're, like, drawing all the comparisons to these fantasy races in a way that's, like, they're assuming everyone thinks like that. And I'll be honest, I've never played a fantasy game and thought more than, like, okay, like, I'm playing War Warhammer, and I'm this race versus this race. I'm orcs versus goblins, or I'm, like, you know necrons versus this like i don't think more than like i just need to b defeat my enemy like they're going into like this whole other level and in trying to disprove that they think like that they made it really bad and i, I like the guy talking super pretentious has oh yeah the most annoying he has to talk like this throughout the entire video like he's like that annoying announcer voice like he's putting it on he's trying way too hard and he's like trying to be too clever they even go into basically saying like the way video games have been doing this well or like some examples are like mass effect where before all aliens were evil but in mass effect there's some good and you find the complexities in all of them but the only way to really get around this is if you have someone like being portrayed as a nazi or something and you have a symbol that signifies uh, the individuals chose to join a group knowing it was evil so therefore they're evil but then when you make an entire race like oryx join that group it defeats the purpose it's like there was no satisfying their, themselves in this video i don't know why they made it and it's gotten like twenty-seven thousand downvotes and only like a couple hundred upvotes it was it's being demolished, and as Jim pointed out, it's one of those, uh, or no, Jim didn't point out. Somebody in the comments pointed out, they're like, I bet you guys can't wait till they get rid of the downvotes in YouTube <laughs> to save your asses. Yep. Gonna be a lot of not-for-me's. But, uh, uh the, the fucking... Here, here's one thing. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so goddamn sick of the pretentious YouTube essay. Like everyone, like everyone, like you better be fucking on your guard twenty four seven if you're gonna be this goddamn pretentious in a video. Yeah, Cause it's gonna be that classic thing where it's guys, the moral support, you guys, the moral guy, guys, the moral guy, guy, talk to thirteen year old, oop, guy, go away. Like you better fucking just make like everyone just sets them up for fair when they do shit like this. It's just so goddamn smug. 
And my favorite thing, though, too, is, like, I don't know a lot about... I don't know shit about Warhammer, mm-hmm. but, like, when they made all their comparisons to Warhammer and all the Warhammer fans were like, uh, you know, like, Warhammer, the point of it is, like, every race in it is bad. Yeah. And it's really just, like, the battle for who's the least worst. Yeah, if you're going to go into... As we've learned, and I think Jim has definitely learned... If you're going to dip into a very vast nerd knowledge and just kind of not really know what you're talking about, there's going to be someone out there that calls you on your bullshit. And these guys, yeah, they used Warhammer. And in a me, lot. In me, in my very limited knowledge of, like, being into the games, I even knew, I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, it, it's, they don't, they clearly don't even know what they're saying. Like, the humans are not portrayed as just the good guys and the orcs are not the bad like that's not at all so whoever made this video it's like a combination of they were being pretentious it was based it was based off an essay by like another guy who wrote it who like made in like another video that they promoted about the blacks or orcs thing well they i think what they wanted to do they wanted that same outrage yes because they kept they kept saying during the course of the video Oh, but that's a different subject for a different video, but they brought it up like seven times. Yes. So, yeah, they were just trying to hit the same topic from a different angle. They're kind of re-attacking. They're, they're, saying, they're saying the same issue. Like, it's still an issue with how they you portray orcs. But it's not because of racism. It's because of this. But then, like Jim's saying, they just keep pointing to all the things in the worst way possible. Why make that? Like, I don't know, man. I... They didn't so do the people rec- will talk about it and yeah. watch it and hate share it. They just clearly didn't do it. We their- all fell for it. They didn't do their research, and I don't know how they had 2.5 million views. Like, I would expect that video from someone who has, like, 50K, 60K views. I, I don't know. That seems like a big uh-oh for a channel that big. Unless nah, yeah. everything Everything's a coordinated attack with a channel that big. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's uh, Max. Thank you for bringing us to our... Huh. Yeah, thank, thank I'll, you. I'll say thank, thank you, you for that. son of a bitch. But yeah, that was, uh, yeah, man, your, your grass man straws there when you're worrying about shit like that. That's all I'll say in a video like that. Yep. So click the link below for your, hey, use a VPN so they don't get any money out of it for your weekly, uh, dose of pretension. Yeah. So what else we got chambers? I've uh, got two, two subjects left. Our old favorites. Starting with which is better, and this one comes from from our buddy Kit, and it's a pretty simple one: okay. Pilot Wings or Pilot Wing sixty four. So I have Pilot Wings Wing sixty four. Played it for maybe an hour. Never played the original, um, but bef- I saw the question. I looked it up. I guess it really boils down to which aesthetic do you prefer. Um. I would assume Pilot Wing 64 is probably a little better. Um, it's way, like, it opens itself up way more for, yeah. like, exploration. That's the only thing I can say. I feel like neither game. I was shocked to find out that game is held in kind of high regard, not super high. It, it was a really, it was a really good playable tech demo. Yeah. But, uh,. I, I got to go Pilot Wing 64, like Jim just said. It opens it up. It, the, the whole idea of, like, being a, a semi-flight simulator landing, like, it just plays a little better, makes more sense on a console with, uh, you know, 3D graphics. All right. 
Man, eh, what the hell? I'll be the contrarian. I'll say original Pilot Wings. I think the music's way better and the little bit that I've played of them. And it's actually funny because, like, I'm almost the exact opposite of Brian where, like, I've barely touched Pilot Wings 64 and I've played maybe an hour of the original. But I've heard the soundtrack a lot, so... I'll say the soundtrack's better on the original Pilot Wings and... Yeah. Just said, it's all about the... You're not playing it for deep, complex gameplay over here. You're playing it for a game you can veg out to and enjoy the scenery and the sounds. So, go with the original. Alright, so Jim, Jim lost again. So, Probably. <laughs> Grants Minister all there. No, no. Good it, music. It, it is a good question. It is a game... Um, I don't have enough experience, to be honest with you. I do have a gaming music that... Uh, Oh, God. I think, you know what? I think we're going to do a quick cut here because I'm going to insert this right now. And it is Pilot Wing 64. So oh. I'm going to give this to Jim in, in uh, one minute. So give us a second. All right. And we are back. So I just sent Jim the link. Uh, it is from Pilot Wing 64. It oh, was boy. kind of unexpected. I wasn't planning on doing a gaming music this week because I saw Jim had so many topics. When else am I really going to talk about Pilot Wing 64? Um, so I'm giving him the game song, and all I'll say is it's not like I, I won't say you like, oh my god, I love this song, but it's a song everyone knows. That's all I can say. Uh, all right, I'll give you that credit. So tell me when you're about to open it because I want you to do a specific timestamp. For when it really picks up to the point where you should understand it. Alright, click it on the video. Three, two, one, go. Alright, so this is Pilot Wing 64 Gyrocopter. Go to a minute and 15 seconds. Alright. Tell me when you're there. Going now. So Jim's listening, and I'm playing this song music if you're listening. Ah, shit. <laughs> ah, boy. Is it, is it ringing some bells? Like, It's ringing bells, but it's not ringing enough bells. Yeah. So that part, you probably, you're probably passing out. Yeah. It keeps repeating. Wait, is that... Is that like a take on Real American? No. Okay. But, once again, think very well-known song. And think, like, uh, I, I I don't want to give you, like, too many. I, I hope someone's screaming at their uh, car stereo right now. No, here's the deal. It, it's, some people might get it right away. Others might, it might be, like. As soon as you hear it, you're going to go, oh, it's that. Is there? Is it coming to you at all, Jim? Nah, no. Okay. Tap it so, out. Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Well, Celebration. Oh, dude. Okay, yeah, I can see if it. If you I listen can, to yeah. the beat, like, it sounds crazy, but uh, it's almost one of those ones when you do side by side, you're like, oh, this is undoubtable. But, um, yeah, Celebration. Yeah, it's as it's going down to scales, because when it goes up, then it's a different tempo. But yeah, no, okay, I can see it. And it's funny because this same song, I think it's also on like one of the Mario, Mario Kart 64. I think it's on Diddy Kong Racing. Like, they use Celebration, just that same, like, 
Like like they do that a lot on the sixty four for whatever reason. So yeah, it sounds like a chord progression they would have. Yeah, so there you go. There's a quick little gaming music. We stumped Jim. Good old Tum Tum got stumped. <laughs> what am I going to like to see more in the comments? Tum Tum or Blub Blub? You tell me. Jim, which do you prefer? I mean, Blub Blub <laughs> has a certain mystique to it. It's a nostalgia. At this point. Uh, Blub Blub has a history. That's <laughs> for goddamn. Jim, would you prefer Fluffy? <laughs> Blub Blub is fine. <laughs> Jim, I was fluffy before goddamn Corios or what do you call it, Gabriel Iglesias. I could have been the rich one. Yeah. Goddamn it, Fuck. fluffy was your fault. I said your old fat dog was fluffy, and then you said my old fat ass was fluffy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is it was your fault? Leave my dog alone. <laughs> no, but great question, Kit. Um, yeah, I, I think Jim and I are torn on that. But let us know in the comments what you guys think. Which is better, Pilot Wing 64 or the original on the Super NES? By the way, can is it like almost safe to say, even though you just uh, went contrary to it, every game that was pretty much directly remade, I'm not saying a different game, but a remake that was started on the Super NES is kind of better on the 64. Like I think like Mario Kart, Star Fox, yep. this, yep. even though you disagreed with like. And I know there's plenty of other examples. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, something that was just basically the next iteration of that, I feel like they were almost always better, right? Ooh, you're going to start a can of worms there with the uh, Link to the Past and Ocarina people. No, no, that's where I say they're not the same. I'm saying those are two complete... It wasn't like Link to the Past to the 64. I think Link to the Past is better. And I'll go down that shield any day. Um... And I'll say Donkey Kong Country is better than Donkey Kong 64, because that's not a remake either. What a brave, brilliant stance that is, Brian. I mean, Jim, someone What a a trend-setting opinion to place out there. Jim, what was that one time we had that article where the guy was, like, comparing his uh, fight for something to civil rights? Or or the company? The company, what was that? I can't remember. Damn it. I can't remember. Uh, it was like, it was almost like Stadia or something. I can't remember. Shit. It was something. Yeah. It was. Oh, no, no, no. It was uh, Fortnite people fighting Apple. Against Apple. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They were... <laughs> yeah. Jim, we all have our fights. <laughs> we all have our crosses to bear, Brian. This being recorded on the day after Easter. So in memory of our Lord and Savior, our resurrected one, we carry Cheers. that. We carry that cross, too. All right, Chamber. So what's next? Uh, as I sit my Keystone Light to round out the night. Damn it, Jim. I know you have other beers. Don't be drinking Keystone Light. I have so many in We hosted Easter. I have so many Keystone Lights in my fridge. I have to drink them. Jim, I, I can't wait for that can to be old, and then you'll regret having thrown out every single one of those cans because they'll become collector's items. I do have to save one. That's a good point. <laughs> We've gotten so much mileage out of that goddamn lawsuit. I have to save one. Jim, you actually have to just buy a couple cases and, like, ha- hoard them for value. Gladly. <laughs> that can be my sustenance when the great war comes. <laughs> Damn it. And last up, it is, once again, overrated, underrated, and this comes to us from Max Marvel 123 again. Uh, the top-down camera view for games. Yeah. So, 
we I I know we just talked about that with like with um, isometrics. Yeah. Um in some games like like Contra 3 uh it gets a lot of hate those levels it to me top down works best when you're a shooter. Like I never really like top down racers. Like I never like um like the old like 16 bit rally games that were on like uh well, that was more isometric but there were some were like what micro, micro micro machines that was top something down. like that like yeah. like I never liked that it never like controlling a vehicle never worked well top down shooters especially like uh, uh Smash Arcade uh the Smash TV Smash TV um a lot of games like that roguelikes would make sense but I guess would you consider twin sticks, depending yeah, on the one. Yeah, they definitely work as top downs. Um, I guess would I mean are would you consider RPGs like Zelda? Is that really top down? Yeah, like Link to the Past is top down. Yeah, so RPG JRPGs, I should say. Well, I'm not going to call Zelda's not an RPG. There's no, another no, no, place I, to be. I'm saying RP JRPGs in general are almost usually top down. Oh yeah, from sure. that era especially. Yeah. Um. In that style, they work well enough, but are they overrated or underrated? Um, I'll go underrated for the sense that they are probably the, and this is going to be a weird word to say, they are probably the easiest to make because every time I've attempted or looked into a game maker, even for fucking around, they're done in that top-down RPG style because it seems to be like easier to generate worlds, sprites, and everything in that manner. Um, I think they're underutilized because you can still tell stories. You can still have decent enough control. Obviously, you're most of the time limited into a 90-degree uh, movement, so you're going up, down, left, right. Like you're not the diagonal is always a little wonky, but at the end of the day, you can still have very fun games with what is essentially one of the easiest things to design for. Um, and when it's done right, it's done really well. But uh, like the original GTA up until three was all top downs, and that was like a whole city, and that was done pretty well, and you could move vehicles pretty fast. Um, they have a certain charm and a, a graphic ability that I think, like I said, they're not done enough, so I can't ever call them overrated, because I don't think anyone would look at those games and say, these are overrated. Um, since they're not utilized enough, I'll say underrated. Hmm. No, I mean, shit. I mean, I was basically <laughs> going to say underrated because it, it just works. Like... It's it's that timeless kind of feel where it's like you can you can pretty up the graphics like you have with an Octopath Traveler right now, or you can keep it simple like so many other ones do, copying Final Fantasy. This shit just works. So like it's not the prettiest, it's mostly not the flashiest, but goddamn does it just not work. Now, Jim, do you prefer the zoomed in or zoomed out top down? Do you want it closer in on the action, or do you want it kind of like a fuller screen? So, like, GTA, I consider, like, the zoomed out. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, 
Legend of Zelda is that like halfway zoomed in, and a lot of JRPGs are that really zoomed in. Uh, I mean, I guess at that point, I would prefer an RPG just because like you still get more out of the world and the look of everything yeah. than you do when everything's like super zoomed out and you know it's a couple pixels, like it's almost like Atari level, but just a little uh, flashed up. Yeah. So yeah, I guess in that sense, when you put it that way, I would definitely prefer the JRPG look. Now we know you hate stories. But even in, to- in top-down games, do you ever read the text, or are you always skipping through? <laughs> it depends. Um, I mean, That's if it's a game, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, especially like I, I had my RPG phase, and I would sit there through all the, dial- you know, it depends on the game. Like, if it's a RPG, I'll do it. But if it's like an action game that for some reason has a shitload, that's like top-down in certain sections. Yeah. If it tries to like shoehorn in some story, I don't fucking care. Like, get, get out of here. Let me get back to the shooties. So yeah, top down twin stick shooters though. Are but, one yeah, of but those like games, especially I, JRPGs. There's no gameplay, so yeah, you gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta read them. But like top down shooters, <clears throat> they have a place, but they are such. I've never played a top down shooter with twin sticks that I've never considered like. This is just like turn off your brain whatever like yeah. what even if you call it fun like i almost find even like xeno crisis hard as shit yes it is i'm not really focusing on like i'm just like okay i just i'm trying to win it like i never like sit down just turn on and only focus it's almost like a background thing like i might even have music or other shit on um but the, it, there's a place for that it like gives you the best arcade feel from a console i feel like if that makes sense no it makes sense yeah, no, that is a great question, Max. Um, I'd be curious if anyone thinks they're overrated. Like I said, I don't think they're used enough to be considered. Especially this day and age. Yeah. <clears throat> like, every everything today is either third person or first person by, you know, yeah, probably. the way graphics are. Well, it's, like, weird. Like, I would have said third person was the most overrated because it gets used all the time. But there's almost been this return to 2D style that I feel like is getting used a little too much now. Like, I feel like too many things are trying to go back to that. And I'm like, eh, like it's cute when you do it right, but there's a lot of shitty ones trying it. Well, but, yeah, there's shitty ones of everything, though. Yeah. Uh, it's And it's easier to program a 2D game than a 3D, so. Yeah. If you're going cheap and shit, then, yeah, it'll probably be that way. I just want my shit in 4D, Jim. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> Isn't 4D time? Isn't that the fourth dimension? <clears throat> exactly. A little horrifying. See what I just did there? Bri, you're like Kronika. Damn it! <laughs> then you're like Centurion, or Centrion, her daughter. But she's a bitch. Exactly. She gets that's punked right. around all the time. That's why you're her. She's... <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> now, Jim, before we go, we do have one more thing to talk about. We do? All right. So, we're recording this on the 5th, and our bracket is now in round two. <laughs> okay. So, as of this moment, I don't think there's been any surprises. The best Sega Genesis game bracket. Best Sega Genesis, yep, yep, I need to specify. But uh, currently, as it stands, we're in round two. There was no real shockers going from round one to two. But where the voting stands right now, there are some that are a little shocking to me. So, So, Sonic 3 and Knuckles is less than half beating NHL 94. That shocked people me a love bit. them so many. Gel ninety four man, Comic Zones is beating Golden Axe by the same amount. 
Which really, wow. To me, that makes sense. I know there's a Golden Axe fan base. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Like, I mean, Comic Zone was huge. Castlevania Bloodlines and MK2 are neck and neck. Damn. Which that was a really that was that, a, that, that was the one that hurt the most. For that me. hurt me the most this round. I was like, God damn it! I don't know who to choose. Yep. Road Rash is beating Fantasy Star Four, which warms my heart. Because <laughs> yes. yes. as I said, obviously Sega is not known for RPGs, and that's its Fantasy best Star RPG. is a great RPG. It's a great RPG. Is it better in Road Rash, Jim? Bry, no RPG is better than Road Rash. <laughs> Especially Chrono Trigger. I that that that, that is a shocker. Anger some people. Let, let's put it this way: Road Rash Two was seated pretty low, it, but it was put in there because we knew we had to have a Road Rash. Fantasy Star is in the top five seeds, so that being beat this early would be shocking. Streets of Rage is just demolishing NBA Jam as it should. Yeah, but I'm almost shocked it's that crazy. Like Granite. That's probably the easiest matchup of this entire round. Um, Shinobi 3 and Disney's Aladdin are like neck and neck. And when I say neck and neck... That that was a tough one, too. That was fucking really tough. That is really tough. Um, I don't know who's going to come out. Gunstar Heroes is killing Contra Hardcorps. I I love me Gunstar Heroes. I didn't think it would be killing it this much. I knew it would beat it. Contra Hardcore is a really hard game. Yeah. Well, it's not called Soft Corpse, Jim. It's called Hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> and Street Fighter 2 is beating, but not by a huge margin, Shining Force 2. I, 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 I'm i going to go out on this. I think Shining Force 2 is overrated, Jim. <sighs> wow. Brave stance. Brave stance. It's, it's fine. Not, not not a fan of the, uh, the tacticals? The tactical RPGs? I thought it was fine. I just... Here, here's I'm, the thing. I'm, I'm saying it's fine like i'm not saying it's bad i do, will never say it's bad but when we played it and i tried it i was like okay like this is okay yeah, we never we never got around to that review but uh no but yeah it's you know here's, i don't think i really like any tactical rpgs that much and i've tried a lot of them like that might make a good overrated underrated runtime because like i've tried fire emblem i've tried fantasy or uh the fuck shining force I've tried Final Fantasy Tactics. None of them stick. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Now, Jim, if you were right now, you're seeing the way it goes. I mean, next round. Uh, whew. Okay, so if it, if it goes the way it's going, you might have Sonic 3 versus Comic Zone, which I think Sonic 3 cleans that, up. That should be an easy Sonic 3, yeah. You got... Castlevania Bloodlines and MK2 are tied for all of a sudden, but essentially they may be going against one of them might go against Road Rush too. So Oof. is that a tough one? That's probably a really tough matchup. Uh, Street, yeah, that's a tough boy right there. Streets of Rage 2 is going to go against Shinobi 3 or Disney's Aladdin, which I think is a clean up. I, yeah, I mean, it's probably clean up. It'll be closer than some of the other ones, but... It will be. I think it's got to be a cleanup. And Gunstar versus probably Super Street Fighter 2, I think, is kind of a cleanup. Ooh, I don't know, man. People love them some Gunstar. No, I'm saying it's a cleanup for Gunstar. Oh, you're, you're saying uh, cleanup. See? I, I'm saying, like, mm. I, before, remember how mad I was at you with all the stupid Sega Genesis games you introduced me to? I was like, why didn't you ever have us play Gunstar? 
because <laughs> yes. I I truly love the shit out of that game. And I was like, that is the best shooter on the Genesis. Undoubtedly. And I'm like, god damn it. Street Fighter 2, don't get me wrong, amazing fighting game. But like, when I think of Genesis and best games, I would always kind of, in my mind, go Gunstar Heroes over a, a Street Fighter 2. So, wow. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe Street Fighter 2 somehow pulled something out. Either way, like I, I want to be—I want to be surprised with whatever wins that one. Either way, but like, I—I I think it should be close. Oof, man, that's a toughie. Yeah, shit. I think the toughest one to pick out of the next round, though, probably would be whoever wins between Castlevania Bloodlines MK2 versus potentially Road Rash 2. Yeah. I personally, I'll probably go with whatever goes with the Castlevania or Mortal Kombat Two or Road Rash. I mean, I love Road Rash Two. I, I think Road Rash is going to lose because the hardcore gamers won't go for that over the other ones. But damn, Road Rash Two is a contender. <laughs> is Road Rash Two the Cinderella of this? Is it God, the? Uh, is it how, like the Pit Fighter Super NES on the worst console or on the worst games? How crazy would that be? I, Does she part, go all the way? Part of me like laughed when I saw how close NHL '94 is. I was like, if that beats Sonic Three, I would. That would be so <laughs> fucking fun. <laughs> Somehow, people. And granted, by the time you're watching this, the voting for this round has already ended. But if if somehow people turn this around and NHL '94 somehow beats Sonic Three, and Sonic doesn't even make it to the third round of voting for best Genesis game, whoo! Because this is the official score. I mean, no other list matters. This is the official best Sega Genesis game. Because we know what the worst game ever is. Right, Jim? Oh, we sure do, Brian. <laughs> On a dispute. Jim, I just have a feeling no matter what, your vote is always going Street to Rage 2. Nothing is changing that. I mean, yeah. I mean, in this one, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be I don't know. I don't know if anything I could vote Streets of Rage 2 over. Yeah. It's got to be that one. It's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. No, but this is a fun one. God, yeah. I love it. it. It's like you love it and you hate it. When you get, like I said, the, oh, Castle, it hurts. It the hurts Castlevania Bloodlines MK2, I have to imagine, is going to be the one that stings me for the rest of the entire bracket. I think so. Bastard. But, uh, yeah. So, make sure, by the time you're listening to this, we're on to round three. Get your votes in. I'm very curious to see where we're going to be with this one. And when this one wraps up this week, we'll probably have another one going next week. So make sure keep checking in to our website. Keep following us on Twitter. Jim sends out the updates. And with that, we want to say thank you very much to everyone who's watched. Thank you so much to our Patreons who have followed us. and Thank you us. to everyone on Twitter. Once again, take a look at all the names below and give them some follows for bailing us out this week. Yeah. Tough week. So, with that, guys, we're going to say have a good night and cheers. Oh, cheers, so guys. Many beers. <laughs>